What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I'm here with my co-host. It's going to be a quick one today. I mean, so we, we're, we're squeezing one in real quick. There's been a lot of news going on. It's been Black Monday. It's been all kinds of things. But more than just Black Monday throughout the NFL, uh, Jalen, you gave up one to – you had to give up one, and then you ended up losing one, too. So I know you, you wanted Pete Carroll to leave, and you got that. But uh, your Lord and Savior, Saban Christ, has <laughs> has also stepped down. You got the floor, brother. Let's go. <laughs> I, I've had mixed emotions all day yesterday. Mind you, it was Wednesday. Mm -hmm. On Wednesdays, I tend to look forward to going to Buffalo Cafe in Midtown Village, enjoy Wing Wednesday there, eat as much as I want. Uh, had to cover high school football signings. Then I get the notification at my apartment clubhouse that um, Pete Carroll was no longer going to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Mind you, I have gone weeks, months of either advocating or just being the type of guy that says we need to go ahead and move on from Pete Carroll. We have you on record saying that multiple times, not just here, but on Sports After Dark and everything else. Yep. And I don't shy away from it. I don't back down from it. Nope. I'm very appreciative of Pete Carroll. I will always be appreciative of Pete Carroll of what he's done. But from what he's done for the last few seasons, I've been an advocate for Moving on from Pete Carroll, every which way, it's on the record on multiple platforms because you're a defensive-minded coach. Your defense has been atrocious the last few seasons. We went through three different offensive coordinators. We went through um, three different defensive coordinators. Most of them have been promoted that was already on the staff. Neither has worked. A lot of the players that are on this team you were held responsible for a lot of the actions and the personality that you brought in. You've been able to handle some, some you have not. And then when we look at his record versus NFC West opponents and in the playoffs since the departure of, Pete, uh, of Russell Wilson, it has not been good. But that does not take away from the legendary career that is Pete Carroll. He is one of the most winningest coaches in NFL history, he is a Super Bowl champion. Should have been two-time, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, <laughs> he, was he was the leader. He was the creator of one of the greatest defenses in NFL history, the Legion of Boom. But that was in the past. We had to look forward. And what was happening forward was the NFL was changing. It was becoming more offensive-driven. It has gravitated towards offensive-minded head coaches. We know that Bill Belichick retired. We're going to get into that later on. But at that point, he was still one of the best coaches. But he wasn't the best coach anymore when the rules started going in favor of offense. Couldn't play defense like he used to. Rules changing. Most of the defensive-minded head coaches are a lot of them stuck in their own way. Pete Carroll was one of those guys. 
Um, want to play great defense, want to be able to run the ball, control the ball, don't want to make no mistakes. You got to understand that. You got to understand you got to be more offensive. Because did not adapt to that. Bill Belichick did not adapt to that. Therefore, the results happened more than more than that. Last thing I will end on this. B. Carroll, his career has been sensational. He's the greatest coach in Seahawks history. 14 seasons, Super Bowl champion, winning record 11 of his 14 seasons, 137 wins, a six a point six oh six win percentage, both the highest in franchise history. 10 playoff wins since 2010, third most among head coaches. We don't take that away from you. Not no, he can't. But you got to understand, you have to be honest with yourself. You just could not coach and keep up with what's going on in the NFL right now. And that is a fact. I'm also talking to you, Press Taylor and Doug Peterson, but we'll get into that later. Uh, 0-7, especially he's 0-5 against Kyle Shanahan without Russell Wilson. He's 1-6 against Sean McVay without Russell Wilson. Those two guys run the NFC West. Mind you, Seattle had talent this season to win the NFC West, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But we got swept by the Rams, and the Rams are on a rebuild. And they're in the playoffs. They got to succeed. We're home. We're done. And a lot of that held responsibility on Pete Carroll. Because when you look at the attitudes, you look at the culture that's been set. The culture is still there. Mm-hmm. But the execution has not been that. The motivation has not been the same. And a lot of players that have really shown out last year has taken a down has taken a downward spiral. You can go quarterback, you can go DC, you can go OC, you can go off that line. Mm-hmm. Whatever problems there were, Pete Carroll could not fix it. So again, we commend him. We love him. He's still part of the organization, but I'm barring reports. But it was time to move on. And I think that we, we made the right decision. So thank you, Pete Carroll. Now, I was <laughs> elated. <laughs> so I got to make a whole, I had my emotions made a whole 180. Couple of minutes later, I get the report from ESPN's Chris Lowe. Nick Goat Saban retired. And I was speechless. I was hurt. I was sick. Mind you, I was writing a story on high school sports. And then when that caught me off guard, I got up on my chair. I looked at the balcony of the window. Uh, and I was just reflecting. You know how like some rich people or just some people who just like go out to the balcony. They'll either have a drink in their hand. They just look at yep. patrons. Yep. Just stare out, look at the trees. <laughs> that's what I was doing. Because <laughs> in my mind, I was racing because it's really over. Now, he's still at Mount Moore. Uh, he left yesterday. Barring, uh, like, more reports came in that he came back this morning. He's at Mount Moore currently to help out with the coaching search. But that's uh, another story for another day. Um, I was reflecting because I think because I was just thinking to myself, I know what's coming. A lot of us know what's coming. Pete Carroll was the engine of everything. He was the reason for everything. 
He was the reason for what on um, for why people were coming, not just football players, students in general. Since he arrived at Alabama, the enrollment in the uh, like in the University of Alabama has always gone up twenty five thousand, and majority of it was not in state students. He changed the whole financial nature of it. He gets paid 37, 137 mil. You can make a case Nick Saban is worth a bill. That's fair. That's fair. He was the engine for that. And once he announced that, we know the avalanche is coming. People are coming for Bama players, and then they're going to be coming for Bama. That transfer portal is about to be crazy. The, the decommitments have already started. Ryan, five-star Ron Williams, he already decommitted. That's about to be crazy. Well, also, and I get it, though, because, like, you don't know who's going to be the next coach. They're talking about uh, Freeman from Notre Dame being a top let, candidate let, for it. Let me put let me put. Yeah, you sorry. Do you think? Let me put you at this. I've interviewed at, uh, Alabama's athletic director, Greg Byrne. I've interviewed mm-hmm. him, talked to him on multiple occasions. He explained to me how his hiring process worked. You will never know until it comes out. No, that's fair. I mean, I respect that. Low key. He keeps it incognito. And if a candidate were to say anything to anybody prior to the announcement, search starts again and you're no longer a candidate. That's fair. I respect that. That's his rule. That's what goes down. So when I listen to ESPN, I listen to anybody giving rumors. I listen to any reporter saying they think it's going to be this. They think it's going to be that. We've heard this. We've heard that. You ain't heard Jack. No. If word gets out, that person that you think, he ain't going to be that no more. Because mm-hmm. word should never get out. We won't know. That's how he handles his business. But at the end of the day, I trust Greg Byrne. That's fair. Trust, so I'm going to let him do his thing. We just got to be patient, but understand this: the avalanche is coming. Mm-hmm. The players are going to be gone. Well, he, I would be shocked if a lot of them stay. I don't care who it is. That avalanche is coming. Speaking of avalanches, uh, the avalanche in the Jaguars front office has already started. Have you seen some of the rumors that are coming around about that? Yeah. Have you seen that? So, from from what I've what I've heard, first of all, the defense got fired. Pretty much everybody on the defense got fired. Not thrilled about that, but I get it. Completely understand. Now, what also ended up happening was the assistant offensive line head coach has come out and have been, or basically been fired. I don't know why the head offensive line coach hadn't been fired, but that's a different story for a different day. What I'm hearing right now, Trevor has met with ownership and basically said, hey, I don't want Press Taylor calling plays anymore. I want Doug to call plays again. Sean has also expressed interest, apparently, in wanting Doug to call plays again. Doug doesn't want to do it. Doug wants Press to call plays. Okay. Which I don't get. When the man who gives you $8 million a year and your franchise centerpiece say, hey, we need to make a change, I feel like even an average head coach would be like, okay, let's make that change. Let's do it. On top of that, Trevor's camp is apparently very unhappy with how bulky handled last offseason and is currently handling this offseason. Uh-huh. Trent Balky, our GM. Okay. 
which I was going to tell Heavy, if y'all want him back, I'll buy the plane ticket. <laughs> he was with the Niners for a little while. I'm like, y'all want that man back? I'll buy his ticket. I, I can't. I, I need him. I need him out of my front office. I need press out of my front office. I'll let Doug stay. I'll take Frank Reich and Ron Rivera or Leslie Frazier or even uh, Wink. Wink Martindale is one of our, D- our DC. I'll take either one of those guys. That'd be great. I need a competent OC because right now, with the way it's looking right now, is it's looking like Doug is going to die on his sword like he did in Philly because that's the exact same reason why he left, why he got fired from Philly is how he wanted him to fire people. Uh, Doug said no. And how he said, bet, I'll fire you. <laughs> you don't want to fire people. You're going to get fired. He's going to die on his sword again for the same dude, apparently. And I, I don't I don't understand it. Like, what does he have on you? Right now, there's rumors that Ohio State wants to take uh, Press Taylor as their offensive coordinator. I'm like, dog, please. <laughs> please take this man. Take this man out of my building. I don't need this man in my building anymore. But we, I mean, I, we've had a historic collapse. We had a 99% chance of making the playoffs going into the Cincinnati game, and now we're out. And I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, it, We need to burn the thing to the ground. Burn to the ground, start it again. It, it, it's not even just making, a, it's not even just making the playoffs with y'all. Y'all were, had a, y'all had a mid- above average chance to get the number one seed. We were competing with Baltimore and Miami at one point for the number one seed. And then we lost five of our last six. And that's, it, it, you can't, can't do it. Where did, okay, let me ask you this. Did, of course, if you look on their, y'all schedule, everything went south after the Niner game. Yeah. Was that where it all went south or was there no. something else? No, it's been going south way before that. It, it, it's, Injuries are a thing, but you can't blame injuries. What you can blame at that point is the lack of depth that we've had. We have no depth on the offensive line. Our starting center is a bum. He had one of the worst seasons I've ever seen. We have one of the worst offensive lines on paper in league history. That's the issue. Trevor doesn't trust Press's play calling, which is why you see him call out of the plays a lot and do his own thing. Whenever you hear him go kill, kill, it's because he doesn't like what they're doing and he doesn't like the play press is called and he's killing out of it. So it's, I don't think the issue's Trevor. I I, I really don't. We had a ton of, there was a disgusting video that got put out of uh, two minutes of just (laughs) drop touchdown passes from Trevor and his receivers that just completely, I, I, I don't know, man. Trevor's not the issue. Fire bulky. Uh, fire press, bringing a new OC. We're already bringing a new defensive coordinator and just revamp it, sign T Higgins and draft heavy on the offensive line. It's all I want. It's all I need. All right. But well, we don't have a ton of time left. So you want to get into a, you want to get into a super wild card weekend? Real quick. We got to talk Belichick. Real quick. Real quick. Before, before we do, uh, I want to add this on to my um, segment with Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. We already know Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. College, college, Football in general, we understand what Bill Belichick has done in his career uh, within the NFL. We understand Nick Saban did not have the best co- uh, like NFL career, but everything that he's done in college kind of usurps everything he did in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You, you make a very much case he is the greatest football coach of all time, and I won't disagree with you. If you feel opposite of that, I won't disagree with you. But without question, he is the greatest football coach of all time in college. Because when For you sure. look at 297 wins 
71 losses, one tie. I don't even know. Like, he went Toledo, Mississippi State, LSU, Alabama. Seven national championships, one at LSU, the rest was Bama. 12 conference titles, eight playoff appearances, 45 All-Americans, fifth all-time in coaching wins, 15th all-time in win percentage, finished with 16 consecutive 10-win seasons. Oh, by the way, he's put a few guys in the NFL. Just a couple. Some are going to be Hall of Famers. Just a Some couple. Some are going to have that gold jacket. Mm-hmm. And very much, he's got more guys in the Hall of – he's got more guys in the league than he has losses. That's how special and great this man is. For sure. I can't wait for the day that – um. We start rena- renaming a whole bunch of stuff in Tuscaloosa after this man. That's going to be that. It's been the queen of Alabama for the same amount of time that Nick Saban has been here. And she's been sensational. We love Miss Terry. We love his family. Most importantly, we love him. Mm-hmm. All right. Give your thoughts on Belichick and then we get to wrap it up. Uh, Bill Belichick, uh, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's, a be- he's been the best coach for a long time, but mm-hmm. you got you to gotta look at it like what it is. What was his career like before um, before Tom Brady? What has it been since after? Yeah, no, for sure. A lot, and a lot of that went downhill when his ego got in the way. For sure. I can't forgive this man for what he did to Mac Jones. I'm so I can't. You have Josh McDaniels as your OC. Mac Jones has a stellar, and I do mean stellar, offensive on like rookie, rookie of the year type year. He was one of the best rookies his rookie year. And then you went out and signed Matt Patricia as your offensive coordinator. <laughs> and then you moved Joe <laughs> to your as your, as your DC, he's a special teams coach. Not to mention Bill Belichick's disciples have been utter failures. They've been bums. They've been bad. How how is McDaniel still getting jobs? We know and, why. Well, yeah, that, that's a different conversation for a different day. But it, it, it I don't get it, man. I, it, the fact that he's still getting jobs is insane to me. I, so I think Vrabel might take over his spot in New England. But like I said, a lot of that is a representation of your coach. Look at Nick Saban's disciples. Fair. Some of won championships. Fair. One of his disciples, Ryan Dayball, New York Giants, coach of the year. Kirby Smart. The office line and a coach. Kirby Smart. Mm-hmm. Blaine Kiffin, even. Kiffin's doing good things down in Ole Miss. Right. This yeah. goes on. This goes on and on. All right, man. Well, we got to wrap it up. The greatest. Oh yeah. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer, no question. For he sure. For sure. All right, we got to wrap it up I real quick. Man. Forgive that man for what he did. Uh, for what he did at the end of his career. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more Brady than it is Belichick. Fair. And if you disagree, let us know. We got to wrap it up, man. I, I, yeah, I got to get going. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. It's a little bit of a quicker episode this week. Uh, we just wanted to get one in real quick. There's a lot going on, and we definitely wanted to talk about Super Wild or Super Wild Card uh, Weekend. We might have some coming up for you guys later with that. Um, if you like the show, 
five-star reviews, ratings on every single podcast platform you listen to, comment, all that fun stuff, feed the algorithm gods. Don't know why it works, but it does. If you liked our show, shows you also might like, uh, and also a way to get a shout-out is with those five-star reviews. Uh, go check out Jim, a fan of the van. Uh, go check out Brent and Dave of 1420 Sports Podcast. Go check out the guys at BS in Sports. Go check out Aaron over at Brutally Honest Sports. Go check out Darian over at Chill Takes, bro. We'll have you on soon, I promise. Uh, go check out Dave and John of Love of the Playing Field, the guys at the We Like Sports Podcast, Average Joe Sports, and um, Cigar and Sports with him and Jim. Uh, go check out Sports After Dark. Always go check out Sports After Dark. Cop the hoodie if they still have them. Go get them. I need to get me one myself if they still do. Uh, if you're into wrestling, go check out John of a Wrestling Fan Insight. Uh, if you want to gamble for sports, gamble responsibly. And also go check out Nate's Daily Wager and uh, the You Bet Smart Podcast. And if you're looking for something to do in Vegas outside of go to a Raiders game, check it, or go listen to Visit Vegas Places. That's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, we'll see you next time. Thanks.